0: Today, on Rolling with New York Mike. These lefty policies, all of them, there's not one lefty policy that I look at as anything except something that's going to destroy this country. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now, his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Okay, it's rolling with New York Mike, and this is—you know what? This this is episode 150, 153. I just look—I never—I never note the episode. You know, I never say that. But I, when I listen to other podcasts, I hear the host. This is episode twenty-seven, whatever. But one hundred and fifty-three. I—I guess that's—I guess that's a lot. It's been almost three years. Well, getting close yeah i think so and yeah it's pretty cool i you know i've i haven't had a lot of guests but i'm i get more and more requests and more and more suggestions friends will call me up and say hey my buddy's a podcaster he'd like to come on your show and I, I, at some point i've got it <laughs> i've got to open this up to doing more guests it, it's just it's just there because there, there are other opinions. That, that doesn't mean that I'm going to have left me. Yes, I, I'm not. I'm just not a, a a fan. I'm watching Fox News, and and there's Dan, what's his name, and, and he brings on the other side, and they debate there for a few minutes. I'm not. All, all he's doing in my mind is exposing the left, the left perspective. Or if I see Geraldo Rivera. Oh my god. It just turns my stomach. But I it, it it doesn't impress me. I'm not saying oh they're fair and balanced. That's good. I want to see the other side. And at the same time, sometimes they they do bring on, you know, people who I feel are kind of respect I, do I p I don't I don't I'm picking my words carefully because I don't want to give them too much credit. <laughs> Jessica or whatever her name is. That's on the five once in a while and all that. I I disagree with her intently, don't get me wrong. But of all the people, the Juan Williams and the Geraldos, and I don't even know the names of the other ones, she... She's one of them that's reasonable. I could disagree and she can disagree without being disagreeable, where a a Juan Williams, his logic is so plastic that it, it just bothers me. It bothers a lot of people. A lot of people say, oh, he's so stupid. I don't know if he's stupid. His ideas are stupid, the policies may be, but he's smart enough to take that position that you know that the the opposite position or, and to put out arguments and you you think about it so it's us right you me where we're where we are most of us i know i got some democrats listening some lefties listening, and i love you guys it's great don't don't worry about it you know that's family <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and I, and I appreciate you listening. You you know how I feel about the things you think about. I I think they're utterly ridiculous and so hurtful to America to to sustaining this great country that we have and these lefty policies. All of them. There is not one lefty policy that I look at as anything except something that's going to destroy this country uh, and you're going to tell me there's some right-wing policy. Well, every policy can't be perfect, but on, on your side of the aisle, it's, it's almost like every policy is, it's hard. You take the, take the bill that was passed so we can make more, which we'll call it here in the United States. They pass a bill, which makes sense. In its name, its title, in in you know, in what it's designed to do, but they pack it with so much other stuff. They weigh it down with um, inclusion and diversity, inclusion, and and what's the other one? The the yeah, equity stuff that it it says it's like. Well, wait a minute. It's the good part. Is it worth? getting the good part and accepting the bad part it's like when they finally passed a bill and sent it to biden that allowed people to invest their 401ks you know in in a in a way that could make them a lot more money but that they did not have to um obey obey their master the government Telling them that their their investments have to comply with their diversity, inclusion, and equity policies. Well, you make an investment, and you're looking for the profitability. You want to you want to make a profit. That's what you want to do. You're going to invest that money. Let's say you start when you're 30, and you're going to keep it going till you're 65 or 70, whatever. 35, 40 years over that time. That 401k is going to grow. And I think what the government's afraid of is that you're going to have more after 30 or 35 years in in your 401k than in your Social Security benefits. And maybe that's appropriate. Maybe there's nothing wrong with that. And and maybe the government's okay with that. But I think somewhere in the back of their minds, you know, there's something saying, oh, they're going to start seeing Social Security as a ripoff because they pay into it. At every paycheck, your four hundred one k is voluntary. You can put it into, you know, put something in one week and not in the next or the next month, and that it's it's your own and you invest it. And maybe they don't want it to be too successful. I mean, that's a conspiracy theory. Okay, so let's not go there. But you do want to be able to maximize the profitability of your four hundred one k of your investment. And the government's saying that you have to weigh it down. Only with investments that that you know concur and comply with those rules of diversity, equity, and inclusion, inclusion and equity, D I whatever, yeah, D I E D-I-E. die. That's that's the acronym for die. That's that's it. So think about that. How stupid! How stupid that you know the Congress passed it. Both in the house, the Senate went to the president's desk, and he vetoed it. Why? So, it's, you know it's some of these things are just wrong. They're dead wrong, dead wrong for you, me individually, for this country. Everything is. There's, there's just no way to to excuse it. But anyway, you know, I, I I've been away and off track. Uh, I'm still working, <laughs> still working on the same project I've been working on since last summer, but. The world keeps turning and tide time tide time and tide waits for no one, okay? <laughs> they just keep on going. rolling to remember I still call it Rolling Thunder, which is now rolling to remember because the Anvits took it over when Rolling Thunder dropped it in Washington on Memorial Day. The biggest most impressive one day and believe me, it was a lot more than one day. But that Sunday of Memorial Day, the Sunday before Monday, was the biggest, loudest noise that us veterans could make in support of the missing, the, the POWs, you know, of, of how, how our country really, and I don't want to say turn, turn its back. I just think our country just ignored the fact there was 80,000 unaccounted for American soldiers after World War II, over 80,000 and over 8,000 after Korea. But after Vietnam, you know, we, we counted like maybe a little over 3,000 and we wanted them back. We wanted an accounting. And, and so, you know, Rolling Thunder was born because the wall was there. And thank God, Jan Scruggs led that campaign. Actually, he was almost a one-man band, man, and and built that wall dedicated on uh, Veterans Day of 1982. Wow, time flies, time flies. I can remember being there like it was yesterday. And and so by by, by 2019, we had a million bikes on that Sunday at the Pentagon parking lot making a rolling thunder. The thunder part is the noise that we made that could not be ignored. Not be ignored by the the Washington, you know, bureaucracy, if you will, or, you know, that that whole (laughs) Washington culture. Um, Couldn't be ignored by the rest of the country. Couldn't be ignored by the world. A million bikes, that's how many were there. And that was the last year that it was rolling thunder start to finish you know top to bottom all rolling thunder and then you know the next year was covid and rolling thunder was just i i think at some point successful things rub the government the wrong way they make it that much more difficult now look Artie Muller, I love Artie Muller, Artie Muller <laughs> kind of ran that with his wife Elaine, they did so much work, there was a whole team with them, all the Rolling Thunder board members that meet ongoing every month, once, twice a month, three times, I don't know, I mean what they do in order to make this happen, and, and the hard work, and how much effort, aggravation that they put people through and you know as you, you, it's one thing to do this when you're 30 another thing to do it when you're in your 70s and and, and Artie took on that task and, and did it to, and they I mean I remember you know 20-30 years ago the fights that we had with, <laughs> with, with with the D.C. police department and Artie was going on with the park department and and, and all the other facets of the government agencies that control what's going on, and how how he and we, all the other people in Rolling Thunder, were, were able to navigate that and get all that done. And every year, year after year, until he finally said, that's it. Well, I, I, I got my issues with that. But in 2020, the, the year of COVID, when Robert Patrick and myself and uh, Steve Crouch r- rode to D.C., it was empty. DC was empty, all of DC was empty. And I, I never understood it, you know, it's the same way I felt when that year I, I went to Mount Soledad. You know, after the fight that we, that we had, the years and years of battling to save the cross on the war memorial on Mount Soledad. And on Easter Sunday, I go up there. Now, you know, it's, they got the yellow tape, you can't go up, you know, it's all, because COVID, 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 COVID. And, uh, and I go up there. I, I bring my motorcycle to, to the point where the yellow tape is at, and I, I just park it, and I walk under the tape, and I walk up, and I, I'm expecting at least a, a hundred people. It's the cross. It's the war memorial a Mount Soledad for crying out loud. It's outside. It's on top of a mountain. It's heavy winds. <laughs> you, you know. There's, there's no way that you're gonna get COVID at the height of the, the you know, the mis- whatever it was, the, the misinformation about the COVID, wear your mask, you know, it's gonna be caught by this and that. No, 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 no. Okay, so, but even at that point, there were businesses, there were people who defied COVID, defied those rules that they knew was bullshit that the government put out. they By then, we, we knew the mask was useless. Who didn't know that? And we, and we, but anyway, even if we didn't believe that, I I expected a big crowd. Instead, there it was, me and me and the other Jew on top of that cross. Me and Jesus, we were the only two there. That was it. Nobody else showed, and I was very disappointed. I I am I'm, I'm thinking about. it. I'm still disappointed. You know, I I expected not in defiance of the government. Yeah, we're we'll gonna go up there and defy the gun. No, because it's Easter Sunday. And I thought a lot of people would celebrate because because we won the battle, we won the battle, and 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 that war memorial stood and stands as is where is, and they couldn't destroy it and take down what was the centerpiece of it. I'm not going to get you know too deep into it, but the same thing in Washington, I go to Washington. I understand that. They, you know, said, you know, and there was truly no place. You couldn't get a cup of coffee. We, we stayed at, at the hotel, you know, right there, the JW Marriott, where we, where we always stay. And, and the only place you can get food of any kind, even a cup of coffee, was at room service. That was it. Everything else was closed down. So I'm, I'm not making light of the fact that it was difficult to come into town. But it wasn't impossible. It was far from impossible. It was a little difficult, but it's Memorial Day, and it was empty, and it, and it hurt, but the the people from Rolling to Remember, the Am vets, they were there. Now we you know there was about I don't know how many ten twelve of us invited to the White House, and 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 that was great, and President Trump made a great you know speech and a presentation, and and we we made, you know we made two laps. On our motorcycles around the south lawn, Robert Patrick made three, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was just, it was just great. And that was, it was raining. It was a Friday. It was raining like crazy. And then Sunday, Rolling Thunder took off. Rolling, but as Rolling to remember, and but and there were a few hundred bikes. Now, I, 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 I again huge disappointment that at the wall when we got in town on thursday that nobody nobody there and then on friday and saturday maybe a handful of people maybe 20 you know i mean nothing and all of downtown and again i understand that was you couldn't get a cup of coffee literally really truly but still i i did expect more and then 21 rolling to remember is rebuilding rebuilding the ride rebuilding the sound the noise the fury our support and our our passion for our brothers and sisters in arms who are missing who are who who were whether they were pow's or whatever happened that we 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 we, we were still there for them and 22 the same thing and rolling to remember the ambas in in 2021 from nothing you go from a million bikes to zero at the covid year 2020 and then 21 you're rebuilding and we had thousands of bikes and in 22 i bet you we had 50 thousand bikes and 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 it was great and here we go rebuilding it so here's 2023 now 2022 maybe maybe the country was shocked after the debacle in, Iran, in, in in Afghanistan, maybe people were just like a guest. Huh? We did what? We left how many Americans behind? We abandoned Afghanistan? We, we we grabbed defeat from the jaws of victory? What did we do? We gave up everything to the Taliban, to ISIS. We gave it away for no reason. We just walked away. Why? How did we do that? Maybe we're now. It's a year and a half later, and we're a year and a half from the next election, which I really want to talk about because it's going to be here just before we know it. Boom! Here we are. Are we going to let time? You know, time and tide waits for no man, but uh, it also tends to erode some of those feelings of anger and. Like, like, what did you do? What did you make us do as our leader? Where did you take us? What, what did you do in abandoning how many thousands of Americans? The 13 killed in Kabul that, that day. The 10 that we killed, the innocent family, the Afghan family, with seven children that we murdered. That Joe Biden, yeah, you could say Joe Biden. He's our president. That's us. We're responsible for that as a nation. How do we live with that and just put it on the back burner like, oh, don't even talk about it. That's what, that's what rolling to remember, to remember those things, to not let anybody forget, to remember the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Yeah, to, to, to understand what it is to be an American. What it is to be an American is to accept the mistakes that we've made. It's, it's, it's okay. And you don't destroy the country because the country made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everything, if, you, if you're not making mistakes, you're, you're not pushing the envelope enough. And that's what we've done as America. We've pushed the envelope of freedom further out than, than any other, you know, group or civilization. Well, The Romans, the Greeks, you know, any, any nation today, all of Europe or any place. Nobody has the freedom America has. That's why even, even when times are tough. There's still a line of people, thousands, millions trying to get into America and millions getting into America illegally every year, especially the last two years with Biden administration running this country. Millions. You think it's tough. You think it's. A, you think things are like so. Oh, this is. You know, America's the worst it's ever been. Oh, America's terrible. Look at the rest of the world. Look at the rest of the world. Look how terrible it is. Look at South America, China. We have people coming across our border, our southern border, under the worst possible conditions. You talk about an initiation. If we're going to have an initiation, say okay, you're going to be initiated before you become an American citizen. Here's what you have to do. We have people coming here from almost 150 countries around the world constantly. You stop people at that border, and you find, and we see that. At least I see it on Fox News, on Newsmax. We see it all the time. Every other nation, you know, OTMs is what we used to call it, and I still think they do. OTMs is other than Mexican. Everybody used to say, "Oh, the people coming are oh, the Mexicans." Oh, we gotta let them in. They're Mexico. They're our friends. They're our neighbor. They're this. They're that. No. OTMs, other than Mexicans, are people from all over the world. And some of them have, you know, nefarious agendas. They're not coming here to to make a living. They're not coming here with the best interest of America, okay? But they're coming here. And, And why? Because we're still the freest, the most amazing nation on the planet. And we need to remind every American citizen of that. That's why when us veterans gather in Washington DC on Memorial Day, it counts. And thanks to the AMVETS, it counted in 2021, it counted better in 2022 and let's hope it counts even better in 23. We, we, we're going to jump from what we had a few thousand in 21 to 50,000 in 22 let's hope we have over a hundred thousand now you know rfk isn't the pentagon parking lot probably can't handle as many there are benefits to it and there's a lot but let's fill it up <laughs> let's let's maximize rfk stadium as best we can uh, at least let's let the AMVETs, who, you know, who organized and, and set everything up and, and handle everything. Um, let's let them use, use it. And, and I know there's going to be, you know, I don't want to get too political about this. But, you know, the Biden administration fought them tooth and nail, not letting them in the Pentagon parking lot. But again, it just speaks to the tenacity of Artie Mueller and Elaine Muller and the crew that they worked with year after year, because they always had this big fight with the pentagon with the government to 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 use the pentagon party. it cost a huge amount of money and and you know it's it's for, for the security and for for all the other stuff i mean i'm i'm not going to question you know the motives of the pentagon are they just trying to extort money from us i i don't think that's really the case i i are they trying to discourage us from coming maybe there's a a, an agenda, a small part of that agenda but Overall, it's just hard. It's, it's a difficult thing to do, and Artie Muller did it, and once we said no, we're done, the AMBETs step in, and, and I think it was kind of easy for the government to, you know, say, no, 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 we're, we're, we're done with that, and you, if you want to come in, this is, this is the list of stuff and the cost. <laughs> probably culture shock when you'd say what that's been going on all these years yeah oh that they rolling rolling thunder paid this all you know, every year after year and did went through all these hoops and everything else and uh, yeah it just became impossible but anyway it's coming up it's in just what what a little over it's two it's two months it's it's almost exactly two months away and so let's get ready. Let's let's get ready to ride. Let's anybody out there listening and knows anybody wants to support anybody riding. What's a ride in. If you don't, we're just flying, driving. Just be in Washington D.C. By the way, the people who line the streets. It's like I always say about you know, as a vet, and and and, and I've gone through all the stuff that we went through when we came back from Vietnam it was it was hell it was it was horrible but the people that stood up for us the people that supported us that made it all worthwhile that's why we joined that's why we fight I I I really feel badly when people friends of mine especially who didn't serve think that I would think any less of them because they didn't serve no there's there's a lot of reasons why and and I'm not going to question it and get into the weeds I don't get into the weeds that much at all. So why would I pick that to get into the weeds on why someone didn't serve? It's that they support us, those that did serve. And that's the reason we serve, for all the people that don't, the men, the women, the children, the future of America. So the, the appreciation of the people on the streets, in Washington as we ride down Constitution Avenue towards the Capitol and as we, we go back around, you know, towards the Lincoln Memorial, um, it, it's, it's those people, and if that's you out there, you, you are so, so appreciated. The kids waving the American flags and the streets are lined with thousands and thousands, even, you know, last year and the year before, you know, with the diminished amount of bikes that are now growing. There were certainly less people, but not that much. They're still out there, and Tim Chambers, the saluting marine, you know, s- s- standing in front as we as we roll out with holding that salute for hours, still there, and all the people that rally around him and hold up their flags, and then some of the people who try to emulate him and hold the salute, and, and it, it's just it's awesome. It's it's so supportive of the mission. And I, I can't tell you how much it's appreciated and needed, really needed, especially in in today's America when so many doubt the the authenticity of of citizens who actually love and believe in America the American dream. So we're going to find out because, you know, we're only a year and a half away from the next presidential election, 2024, in November of two twenty-four, a year and a half from now, we're going to have the presidential election again. And how far, how far have we fallen since the 2020 election? And how long will it take to get back, to get back? Those are two. Yeah. We want to get back to where we were. twenty. I know COVID had been, you know, a diminished virus at that point. And Donald Trump, his presidency, diminished to some degree by, by the COVID virus, by the China virus. Absolutely. It hurt. But when you think about the heights we reached in just four years and, 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 and where we were. So how long will it take if, we, if we're fortunate enough to get back to a real president? This guy, this Biden, Biden's a waste of humanity. He's a crook he he and I hate calling names. He's a moron, he's a thief, he's a liar, he's a plagiarist. We know that. There's it, no question about it, but he's bringing the country down to a level that I would never have accepted. If I was a Democrat, I would have stepped up by now it' It's, it's you know you you look at the Democrat from West Virginia. And at least he's stepping up to some degree. You look at Tulsi Gabbard, who jumped out of the Democrat Party in, in protest of where they were going and what they were doing. She became an independent. I, I, I mean, you, you look at, why aren't more Democrats stepping up and saying enough? This is, this is no good. How long will it take to get back? Those are quite, you know, the, 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 the first, how far have we fallen? It's, you know, it's not a premise shared by all Americans. I got to tell you, one of the scary things that I see out there, one of the things that bothers me more as we get closer to that election and it becomes, you know, right now, most of us, most of us, you know, people that voted for Trump that will probably vote for Trump again, Or most of us who vote for Republicans, I don't like calling myself a Republican, but that's the only vote I've ever cast was for Republicans. And I've ran for office three times as a Republican. Well, twice as a Republican and once as in, the, well, the, the mayoral, you know, that's an independent position. It's, it's nonpartisan. So, but I was clearly a Republican. I didn't hold back. I had Ruli Giuliani's booklet anyway, not to get too far off course over here. But, you know, I got smacked in the face. With the reality that normal, intelligent people do not see that this country has fallen at all, and and it happened last weekend, the last weekend, the weekend before. Time flies, baby. So my 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 son's my grandson turned two years old, and my son invited me up, and I I don't get up to L.A. a lot anymore. and It's a uh, difficult kind of a thing with that stupid car with a leash. <laughs> you got an electric vehicle. That's what I'm driving. I, you know, I love driving the car. Love, it's a great car. It has all the features. It's fast. It's smooth. All those things. But you have a leash. You can only go so far. Then you got to pull over for an hour or so. You got to find a, a charging. St- I mean, it. it's not. It's a pain in the ass. And yeah, I there's other things I could do, but th- that's... That's the car I chose, so I decided, you know, and the, by the way, the, getting a full charge at, at your house ain't cheap, baby, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> no, it's um it's not cheap, but anyway, it is what it is, and so I go up to L.A. to my grandson's birthday party, and I get there, and my son has a beautiful home up there, and you know, my kids work hard there they're they're hollywood people (laughs) i know that's hard to believe and and i brought my kids up very conservative and and i'm very proud of them and i don't talk much about politics (laughs) because i'm afraid of what they might say and 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 i don't want to get into fights with them i don't want to get arguments last time i got into a fight with danny he ranted for almost a half an hour yelling and screaming on the phone (laughs) i just sat there listening um, he was not right about anything he said, but that's okay. He's my son, and um, he was upset, and so he just go ahead and ran. Son, I love you. <laughs> it's fine, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, get into some yell back, screaming thing. I just just politely listened and then said you finished and he said yes and I probably hung up I don't remember it's been a while but anyway so so I go up there and his beautiful home and his 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 son Austin turned Two <laughs> which, is, which is great, and my my other son my, my oldest son, Dax, was there, and there were about 10, 12 couples, nice people. you know Danny's in his mid- 30s his wife is a little younger. Dax is just a little bit older with his wife, and he's got two great kids, and so his 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 son Xander was there it was it was great 12, twelve couples, something like that. All of them, all successful. And I don't know if they're all Hollywood, but they all seemed like that to me. Whether they were uh, writers or publishers or <clears throat> you know entertainment lawyers or whatever they were, I think his Danny's agent was there and stuff like that. That's what these people do, and you know every everybody in Hollywood isn't a movie star, <laughs> so. Anyway, and generally nice people, and they all had kids. Ironically, in that two, the you know three and a half year age, it was kind of cool. All these thirty-five, forty year olds with these little two year olds. I don't, I don't know. That's it, it is what it is, and it was nice. And Danny had a beautiful layout. He had all kinds of bagels for everybody and coffee, and everything was laid out. It was all colorful and decorated. It was raining. <laughs> it didn't matter. We were, we worked it out. We danced through the raindrops. It was all it was all fine. And there was this one guy there with his little three year old three year old girl. And I do not like getting involved in politics with my kids. I'm certainly not going to try to interfere. Be, you know, between them. And they and and their kids and i've I've gone through this with my brother you know I brought up my brother and sister my brother was was thirteen and my sister was four when my dad died and I brought them up and I feel that you know that kind of parental thing even though it wasn't um, and I feel somewhat betrayed by the fact that they're left wing and it, and it's it's it, it hurts and I don't like it and I don't make a secret about it, but I also try to not you know get in their face and certainly don't want to be in their children's face and when it has happened, you know, I I, I say it's not worth it. I don't wanna do it. And I don't wanna get between my, my children and and their kids. Whatever you know, that's sacrosanct, that parent child relationship and a grandparent who feels somewhat differently <laughs> and, and I'm not good at hiding my feelings, certainly not hiding my opinions and I'm not going to do that so I, I kind of avoid those situations as much as possible and here I am at Danny's house, beautiful overlooking everything and we're in this backyard which is fantastic and all his friends and one of these guys, you know, seems to be a really cool dude, man and I'm sure he, he, he was is a cool dude that's maybe his pronouns cool dude (laughs) so you know he's saying and he says something about his new tesla and and i'm you know driving my ford make-believe mustang (laughs) Machi, and (laughs) and so he says something about his new tesla and i and i make a comment stupid me make a comment about my electric car Barry, you know, yeah, I got an electric car. I feel like I'm driving on a leash. You know what do you mean? I said, well, you, you know, go. I got a can't go too far i'm you know, <laughs> i'm i'm stuck i gotta if i go too far i gotta pull over look for all a, oh, these places all over the place thank god for president biden that we now have charging stations i said wait a minute wait a minute it's elon musk that's got the charging stations biden has said he's gonna build them all over the place what on taxpayer money elon musk actually built them that's prim- and he oh no the electric i said listen the biggest mistake I ever made was getting an electric car. He goes, what are you talking about? It's easy to charge, it's easy to do. Well, I, I'm not going to start articulating why that's not true. Because he's not going to believe me, number one. Number two, we're at my grandson's birthday party. I don't want to do that. But then he says something else. Something about, you know, well, you know, he, I, he obviously saw that I was... You're very much a a right-wing anti, if you're anti-Biden, you're, all right, you're a right-wing, you know, uh, whatever they call us, <laughs> all the worst things in the world. And I'm just like, oh, well, you're just kind of, in my mind, you know, a naive guy, and you somehow think Biden's a good guy thank god for president biden and i'm like you know and and then he starts talking about something else and i say wait a minute i said you're gonna be he says yeah he says we're gonna have to have electric cars and anybody doesn't buy into the electric car is is ruining the planet whoa whatever he said i can't remember the words but then he says something about it. he wants his daughter. His little three-year-old daughter cute as hell yeah and <laughs> I want my daughter to live. I, I said, are you kidding me? And I bring up the, you really believe all this stuff? You probably believed everything they told you about COVID too. You had to wear a mask. You had to, you know, not touch this. You're six feet, close down the schools. How about your daughter not being able to go to school if she was just a little older? How would that feel? Oh, COVID. And, he, and he's going on. Dr. Fauci was great. Fauci saved the world. Fauci. And I'm going, Oh my God! This guy, this is this is bad. And then, and then the coup de gras. He he turns around and some of the others. He's trying to he's trying to be nice even while he's being just. And I and I'm letting him. You know what he says, he says. And I'm looking around. And there's all these you know couples <laughs> in the backyard. And I could see my son Danny is kind of looking at me. And I go, okay, I gotta shut up. And then he says, yeah, next week they're gonna arrest. They're going to arrest Trump. <laughs> and he's saying it with this relish of, yeah, we're going to win. I say, you know what? They're going to arrest Fauci's going to jail way before Trump goes to jail. And, uh, and that was it. And I, I said, oh, my God, I got to I gotta get out of here. This is not good. <laughs> and, and I uh, hopefully, graciously as possible, said my goodbyes, made my adieu, <laughs> and, and took off. But, you know, I laughed very disturbed because, you know, I I, I I see pundits on TV, you know, and you see, you see, you know, Biden and you see the other people in Congress, Chuck Schumer, who just disgusts me. But these are just normal people. Yeah, I know. I suspected. <laughs> There's a there's a big left wing <laughs> thread that goes through, well you know everything where my where my kids are concerned. Well at least you know my sons. <laughs> my my daughter Heather who lives in South Carolina that's a whole other thing. But my sons living in L.A. in Hollywood, their their wives you know in in that in that world of the left. <laughs> and so but I I don't want to know about. It. I want to close with okay you know don't tell me too much. I don't to know what's your what do you like to do oh no 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 don't tell me so here i was and you know i did not want to make that little and it wasn't a scene it wasn't like a disruptive it was just that i was very self-conscious and still am that you know i i tend to be loud (laughs) and and not disruptively loud maybe but noticeably loud and it was noticeable and, and so i got that but me I'm thinking, oh my God, this is the future. These are normal, successful people. These are people who are going to have the influence. Their opinions will be influencing our the next generation. This is kind of sort of Hollywood. This is these are the people that make the movies and the the other things that are what are out there that influence the children, the 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 you know the even the adults. Everybody they're the ones doing it, and I'm just very uncomfortable i mean we like i said we always see the left on tv and you know once in a while across i'll come across a a lefty and and you know they usually have an axe to grind and something some reason but you know for some reason i I, you know i meet somebody in, in the cigar lounge or wherever who's a lefty and we get into a conversational um, argument <laughs> I'll call it I don't take offense I don't take it personally um, i i don't I don't let it get to me they're just somebody that voted the wrong way or believes the this one bothered me this was this was different and I mean it's it's yeah it's hard for me to believe that these normal People, and I, and, I, and I say this and I shouldn't say it, I get I shouldn't say it, but how these normal people can be so stupid? Yeah, I, I said that. Should I call them names? No, but I intelligent people, people who are educated, clearly educated. There was a lawyer or two in that, in that crowd. People that have big time responsible jobs who seem to be very successful. It bothers me. I mean, I know it's not cool to call names, when a guy claims that if we all didn't drive electric and do all this other green New Deal stuff, you know, go totally green, his three-year-old daughter won't survive. And when I try to explain that three-quarters of the world's population, I think this is what got to me. You know, when I try to explain China, India, Africa, Russia, I mean, there's 8 billion, eight billion people in world. 6 billion people don't care. They don't care. And they'll do nothing while we sacrifice our economic well-being. And his retort to that, yeah, I won't call it answer. His retort to that is, "This is what he said: just because they do nothing doesn't mean we should do nothing." Wow, I've got to call that stupid. Just because we destroy our economy, and that's what we're doing, spending billions of dollars. Yeah, his um is 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 anti-inflation bill you know was really a green New deal bill less than I mean it was just a fraction had anything to do with inflation and most of it is going to cause more inflation because of the size of it the amount of money just being pumped into the economy is causing a huge amount of inflation that's what that's what causes inflation the government just throw money in the economy that doesn't build an economy so biden's got it backwards but we know whether he's got it backwards or upside down or whatever that complying that only we have to comply we have to put in billions we have to do all these things to well what's the word you know to try to save the planet earth when we're such a small china pollutes so much more than we pollute and they're not going to do a thing, nor are they going to stop polluting to any degree. But just because they don't comply doesn't mean we shouldn't comply. We're going to sacrifice our economic well-being. Well, I'm calling that stupid. That's plain and simple. Then, then I think of the collective stupid, to back that up, the stupidity of even convening a grand jury to invite Trump to indict Trump on charges he's already been cleared of. And this guy is standing there going, yeah, they're going to arrest Trump this week. That's his. And every, I'm sure everybody there. No, nah, I shouldn't say everybody. I think those little two and three year olds, probably <laughs> they, they probably think they're all nuts. So, but most of the people, they agree with them. Yeah, arrest Trump. Yeah, get with it. I mean, the stupidity, not only of indicting Trump, but even of convening a grand jury on charges he's already been cleared of when when Stormy Daniels was sued by Trump and and won the lawsuit and is being paid $300,000, when the law when the left all knows. This is bogus and will energize the entire right wing. All, all of us on the right. It's not a wing thing. It's all of us. The 75 million that voted for Trump and all the other people that are now disgusted with Biden. The, the entire, you know, most of the center <laughs> and, and, and giving even more credence to the TDS, the Trump derangement syndrome, that, that's been perpetrating the harassment of Trump for over seven years now. I'd say that's pretty much the definition of stupid. Because if they indict him and they arrest him, that's, people, people aren't stupid, okay? They're not. They do stupid things. I do stupid things. We all do stupid things. But we're not all stupid because we do stupid things. But we still do stupid things, even though, no matter how intelligent some of us are. And, and by, when he said that, I don't think, why would you say that? You know, it makes no sense, but it just shows how stupid somebody... So he could have said, you know, Trump, he could have said anything he wanted to say. But saying that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's on the left. What about the stupid on the right? Now maybe, okay, not stupid. I, I should take that back. I shouldn't be calling anybody names. But at least not stupid to the same degree of stupid <laughs> okay maybe not stupid at all but i see with absolute clarity that and 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 this is this is a, a big point i want to make because and i'm, I'm going to a, a, a totally different place we're, we're changing subjects now <laughs> the topic is changing but it's not changing because I, I i was talking about you know the 24 election that's coming up and you know i went on a tangent talking about the fact that there are people who honestly see black what we see white okay and it's out there yes it's out there um but now i want to talk about the my my people the conservative americans the americans who appreciated trump and whatever and i get that people had some problems with trump some of his comments some of his jokes some whatever i don't care um, but the country was in great shape. His policies were amazing. His his ability to stare down adversity, stare it in the face and and, and do what had to be done. I, 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 he was just awesome. And the fact that he took so much abuse, so much abuse, just day after day, year after year, his family took that abuse. And he just came back with that smile and that, that grin that, okay, we're gonna make America great again. You don't like it? Too bad. We're going to make America great again. That's you know Donald Trump, and 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 you know the the fact that he that he gave so much, and there's going to be and everybody acknowledges there's going to be this overwhelming support for Donald Trump re-election. That's that's a given. And then I keep on hearing on my side whether it's Fox again, Newsmax, or any other place where I'm able to you know watch. Watch conservatives in action. Um, you know we 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 have these pundits talking about um, talking about who's going to run, and they keep on talking about DeSantis against Trump. DeSantis is going to run. DeSantis is going to throw his hat in the ring. DeSantis is the, you know this great governor. And you know and what how is okay? They're going to discount Mike Pompeo. They're going to discount you know uh, you know what what's the name from. South Carolina, they're going to discount, you know, every, this this one, that one, everyone else, you know, Vivek, what's his name? They're going to discount all of them. And the contest is between Trump and DeSantis. So what are they doing by doing that? They're pushing, they're they're pushing the the agenda, the the you know the the not the debate, the contest, the contrast, the the battle. They're pushing for a battle between Trump and DeSantis in everything they say and do. And that's fine. That's fine if that's what they want to do, but that's, that's dividing. That's dividing our, our, our forces. Should I use that term forces? You know, they might indict me for that, for being a white nationalist supremacist or something like that, <laughs> whatever they call But that's, that's what I call it. By dividing our forces, they're they not accomplishing a lot except it's either going to be Trump or DeSantis, okay? So, what are we supposed to do? What are we? You know, we have such a a great bench. I keep calling it a bench, and 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 you know, maybe maybe the next podcast we'll we'll talk about the benefits of um, whoever. Like I said, Mike Pompeo. You know, Mike Pence is supposed to run. Um, You know, there's this Vivek dude. Smart as a whip, terrific guy. I don't want to make it sound like because this Vivek dude that I'm denigrating him, but we need to look in this and and with see because I see with absolute clarity, absolute clarity that the only acceptable ticket, the only ticket. (laughs) The only ticket that will not only win the presidential election will also be able be capable of overcoming the quote-unquote shenanigans, the lying, stealing, and cheating of the left. Okay, so you Democrats out there don't believe the 2020 election was stolen. But this is about the Republican primary and the presidential race. And for the most part, we do. We do believe it was stolen, fixed, you know, somehow, whatever. How exactly we haven't proven yet. But it's clear to us, and we believe to most of you, that Biden, sitting in his basement with his daily lid, you know, did not, could not have garnered more votes than Barack Obama. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's fine. Let's, you know, let's play everybody's favorite game. Fantasy politics. (laughs) Right. So, all I'm saying is... You know, step back and take a look and tell me what could be better for our, for this country, for our nation, than Trump DeSantis, Donald Trump for president, Ron DeSantis for vice president, Donnie and Ronnie. There you go. Donnie and Ronnie. What could be better for America than that team as president and vice president of the United States? And okay if if they're not putting on a facade if they're not talking to each other at night on the phone, hey, they're done. What the hell did you love You keep on calling me the sanctified or the sanctimonious. What are you saying? What are you doing? Oh, Ron, I got to say something, you know. I wouldn't be Donald Trump if I wasn't doing something. I had to give you a name. I hope you don't mind. Let's work it out. But you know what? When we're together in the way, I mean, let's, let's hope that these two guys, and even their teams... You know, let's, let's hope it's not totally in the dark because it makes so much sense. And what makes more sense and why it makes so much sense is because no one else is talking about it. Now, if you turn on one of the shows, you know, in the morning, whatever, whatever that show is, Harris Faulkner or whatever, and they said, do you think Trump and DeSantis are secretly, you know, talking to each other and planning on Trump running as president and DeSantis fight? Because you can't have it the other way around. The only way you get the both of them is with Trump in the front seat. That's it. It's Trump DeSantis because Trump is never going to be behind the DeSantis. No, that's that's not going to work. And plus, you want twelve years, not eight years. You get Trump DeSantis, you know, then you got four years of Trump DeSantis with DeSantis there. Then you get DeSantis for eight years. So it makes so much sense and. Nobody's talking about it, which means it makes even more sense to me because no one else is exploring that. And that's what they should be exploring. Now, you know, I, I happen to like Nikki Haley. I will not vote for her, I hope. Uh, I mean, if she was the only Republican, what choice do we have? I wouldn't vote for her because she wants to have term limits. I I, I just think that's... I'm not going to call it stupid. I'm tired of calling people stupid. It's certainly naive, and, and I will I don't think it works for a lot of reasons. And we'll talk about it. But I think when you talk about, you know, fantasy politics and who's going to run and how going to run, if you don't look at the big picture and see Trump, DeSantis, Ron and Don, Ronnie and Donnie, if you don't see that, then you're nearsighted. You're not looking. I mean, that's the ticket. That's where we need to be. That's where this nation means, needs to get to. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Think about the great team, the president and vice president of, you know, Trump DeSantis. Nobody's going to trump that one. I'm New York Mike. Thank you for listening. Double thanks for subscribing. Hey, I'm am sorry it's been every week has been so late, but I am working on some you know some things that I've 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 got to focus on. But we're gonna we're gonna be able to put those things you know make them happen, put them to bed, get them into a into a regular pattern, into my regular life pattern, and, and then refocus on this. We're coming. We're coming. I promise you. I'll be back. <laughs> New York Mike, this is Rolling with New York Mike, and I am out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.